0: Wait, wait. Let me let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. I'm the Dude. You know uh, that, or uh, his Dudeness, or uh, Duder, or uh, you know El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Are you employed, Mr. Lebowski? Ah! Employed? You like sex, Mr. Lebowski? Is this your only
1: ID? You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. (laughs) Jeff Lebowski, the other Lebowski,
0: the millionaire. I received this ransom note this morning. This
2: is a bummer, man. They want you to take the money and act his courier.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Welcome to Movies, Charles Hasn't Seen, episode 23. My name is Crossman. I'm Wilson.
1: And I'm Charles.
0: And this week we watched the 1998 movie, The Big Lebowski. So... Charles, can you attempt to describe this movie?
1: (laughs) Alright, well, a lot happens but in the same way, nothing happens. Yep. Um, So, the main character is the dude Jeff Lebowski, who gets mistaken for a much wealthier Jeff Lebowski. The wealthier the big Lebowski's trophy wife gets kidnapped ostensibly. Dude gets pulled into this kidnapping plot and they're not sure if she was actually kidnapped and he gets threatened because they don't because the kidnappers don't get the ransom money, but in the end it turns out that she had just gone away (laughs) for fun for a while, and her associates slash friends were just trying to exploit the situation for money. The Big Lebowski might have been trying to launder his own money that way or something like that, but I think the dude just ends up getting his apartment trashed, his car burned, and his friend dies. And uh, nothing else out of that. Yep, (laughs)
3: that's
1: that's right, isn't it? It's like
2: a movie where nothing that matters happens. (laughs) It's a bunch (laughs) of stuff that could have been avoided by like you know telling someone something or just just basic communication. Yeah,
1: not made an issue about his rug.
2: Right. Yeah. If he'd have just like taken the hit and (laughs) yeah, not yeah, and it's all he wouldn't have been dragged into it. Right. Yeah. Like so many just dumb things. Uh, This is the winner of our second. Listener's poll. Yeah, uh, It beat out. Unsurprisingly. Unsurprisingly. Although it was a pretty tight race between this and Fargo, right? Nope. Oh, brother. Oh, old Brother Rarithau. Fargo was a, a dissent. Uh, yeah, it was not close.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm surprised it was that close considering how well known and referenced this movie is. I was
2: too. I voted for this one. Um, yeah. I like basically everything these guys have done. Uh, but, yeah, I voted for this one. I don't know where you guys landed. I think I voted for Fargo. Yeah, did you vote for I anything? I
1: think I voted for The Big Lebowski.
2: Okay. Okay. So, I mean, this movie has resonated in a way that really no other Coen Brothers movie has. Right? It has like, a cult following. It has a huge cult following. Yeah. Um, and it even has, like, just a basic fan following. Like, this, this is a movie that has that is super popular, especially relative to the rest of their filmography. It um, seems
1: referenced enough that I would call it beyond a <coughs> cult.
2: Yeah, like it's it's a huge deal, um, yeah. which is again why I was surprised that it was so tight. I figured that this yeah. one would, would really run away with it. Um, I don't. So, what do you think it is about this movie that that it sticks with people so much? <clears throat> is it just that it's really really funny? It's funny. It's, yeah, it's really funny. Um,
0: even though it's like very <clears throat> complex, it's like also very coherent. Yes,
2: yeah, well. because. It looks random, but that's kind of the brilliance of the Coen brothers, right, is that they can make it look so frenetic and chaotic while still guiding you clearly and, like, you know what's going on and why it's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is a sign of a good filmmaker. Like,
0: you can track with the events of the movie, and even if some of them are absurd or fantasy-based. Yes. Because the... Because Lebowski is the like center of the movie, it's easy to follow him through the movie. Like He's yeah. never not in the scene. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and his reactions to what's happening around him are
2: believable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's true.
0: For the character. <clears throat>
2: yeah, so he's yeah. an easy audience surrogate, right? Like it, yes. it kind of feels like he's cool, for one thing, right? Like he's a, yeah. a guy that you like. Right, and like so, it's easy to. He's the like, underdog. Right, it's easy to like he's, hang out with him for two hours. He's a bit yeah. of a loser. He's, but yeah, yeah a bit more than a yeah. bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what in in the running for one of the laziest men in the world? I think that's what it said. Yeah, because yeah. he's uh, probably the laziest in Los Angeles County. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> Sam Elliott's in it, so that helps. Um, well, but there's yeah, so, like
0: different like philosophies that are at stake here, right? So the dude yes. has like. He's kind of a Taoist, in right. that he he just exists and like does not and like accepts the things that happen. Right. And right. Just kind of within the moment that he stops being a Taoist is like when things like happen. Exactly. Movie, right. right. So like if he goes outside his his Taoism to care about his rug that gets stolen early in the his, movie, his, yeah, he, his yeah. life falls apart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. He, yeah. Or his. Rug gets peed on, which he rug. replaces by stealing <clears throat> yes. a rug from. <laughs> in Richard Lebowski, in a great moment. Yes.
2: Yeah. <clears> the <throat> yeah, leads to one and thing, then that leads rug gets stolen, thing. and yeah. that that leads, etc., <laughs> etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: <laughs> to the movie. Um, but yeah, so as soon as his like Taoism is broken, is
2: like when the the, is the impetus for the movie, <clears throat> right? Like yeah. to me, the like the the supreme conflict in this movie is between rules and lack of rules yes right like that's that's the walter subject character he's always talking about what the rules are and like yeah. how you're supposed to do things and da, 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 da. and is he the only one who cares about is the he rules? am i the only one who cares about the rules right and whereas like you said the dude is the opposite of that he's always saying why do we care about this what's the point why does it matter yeah and <laughs> and so forth. Uh, yeah, the
1: dude does seem like a genuinely good person. Like he's he's very genuinely concerned about Bunny's safety. They're
2: gonna kill that poor woman. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he seems <clears throat> to have the best intentions out of anyone.
2: Right. Yeah, and he, he gets he gets tense about it when uh, when when he starts following the w- rules. Right, because what's guiding Walter is not decency. Right, it's not looking out for what's best. It's whatever is supposed to be done. Right. regardless of the result right, <laughs> right? and that yeah uh, and therein lies conflict uh so like he he had like the walters constant reflect refrain throughout the movie is Am I wrong? Yeah. And he's wrong every single time.
3: Right? Like that's The answer
2: to that question literally every time is yes. Yes, you are wrong. Well,
1: except the one time when he wasn't <clears throat> wrong, but he was an asshole.
2: Right. Yeah, you're not wrong. But even there, he kind of was wrong because yeah. it turned out that it was a total clusterfuck and they like weren't prepared to yeah. switch the ringer with the real money and there wasn't any real money in the first place. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's i think this movie takes a side right like i think they're saying that walter's wrong yeah and that it plays out that way well yeah he's a monster (laughs) right yeah he's he's
0: i mean he seems to be
1: the one who keeps ruining everything yes he keeps making everything fail this is the john goodman character yes to be clear uh
2: yeah. yeah so yeah he's he's the one who i mean you can point to so many things he's the one that encourages the dude to pursue the rug in the first place He's the one that wants to switch out the money when they're supposed to do the drop off. He's yeah. the one that pulls the gun on Smokey in the bowling alley. Like he he beats up the the car that belongs to that dude that yeah. didn't actually steal their money. Yeah, like constantly, just one mistake.
1: Yeah. And it meant that meant <coughs> that they couldn't another. pursue if that kid actually had their. Right. Yeah. Knowledge. Like
2: yeah. Like so many problems with <laughs> with what what's going on. He with, also observes problems. the Sabbath, but then breaks
0: his. Right. Like, Sabbath observation. Because it
2: was an emergency. (laughs) A
0: matter of life and death. And ostensibly killed his friend, played by
2: Steve Buscemi. Oh, oh, probably. By by scaring him. Yeah, it was probably his fault. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and that's the other, like, great thing about this movie is that it, like, takes these things that you would expect to happen, but they happen in, like, mundane or unexpected ways, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. the character dying at the end isn't that surprising. Like, you expect... Somebody to die, probably, Bushami, right. but he's not shot. Right? He just right. has and a he heart, attack. heart attack. Like, and it's during this fight scene, and like nobody actually dies because of the fight. They die because he had a heart attack. Yep. <clears throat> and it, it's this kind of strange nihilism that you see throughout the Coen Brothers' filmography, um, and I think it, it, it definitely manifests here. Well, there are also characters that are literally that like are nice. labeled nihilists. The, yes. Yeah. Yes which did is one
1: they, of the they actually do anything that's really nihilist or are they just german
2: they they say that they believe in nothing oh. nothing lebowski right
1: so yeah yeah they believe <clears throat> in trying to get a million dollars right yeah and,
2: and that's it like when, if nothing matters then you should try to get as much money as you can i guess uh, <laughs> i don't know but i mean that's that's just it. like the 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 bad guys in this movie are the ones who don't believe in anything in a bad way, which I think distinguishes them from, sure, from the dude who doesn't believe in anything but like uses that as a way to in a move, live and live way right to move towards goodness. Yeah, and then the opposite of both of them is Walter, who believes in the wrong thing. Right, like, <laughs> that is what's going on there.
0: Yeah, or he he believes in like a very regimented society,
2: but then doesn't follow. <clears throat> he's a huge rules. hypocrite. Yeah, right? yeah, he's a massive hypocrite. Um, yeah, certainly true. Uh, and very selfish, right? Like everything has to be about Vietnam, which yes. is to yeah. say everything has to, to be about him. Bringing it up. <clears throat> right, yeah. so to, to center himself in every conversation. Yeah. Um So if if this movie has a villain, he's it. <laughs> uh Yeah,
0: which is funny because he's the friend of-
2: Right, cause the friend of, of the lead
0: character. the lead character. Right, um, but he, he's- Although you could argue that the big Lebowski is also the
2: villain. I mean, yeah. to a certain extent, in the same way that he cares about the rules, right? Like Walter does. Yeah. Because he has how he's supposed to present himself. He's worried about how the dude dresses when he's looking for a job during a weekday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which which was a funny line that I had forgotten about.
3: What's
1: the typical, like, out of touch rich dude sort of attitude? Yeah,
2: Yeah. he's the small business tyrant. He, right. Well, who is a total fraud, right? Like he is also. Right. Like not anything that he says Yeah, he he's a trust
0: fund old person. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Who can not manage the money and is apparently lying about yeah. it, the the money that he was giving to get his wife back. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, also a, a total fraud. Like the only people that are like semi honest in this movie are Maud and the dude. And which one is Maud? Oh, <clears throat> Julian Moore. Julian right? Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Who is delightful. Right. Um well, so,
1: she's only honest if we take what what she says to be true, right? Yeah, it's that, um, not necessarily completely proven to be true. That,
2: yeah, he, he, yeah, she may be lying, and he may actually have a bunch of money.
1: Because like, the scene where he's loading the yellow pages into the briefcase is just a like, right. explanation of what could have happened, and not a depiction of what actually happened. So <coughs> we don't actually know for sure. You're correct,
2: yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. It is ambiguous at the end there. Um, I don't know. She comes across as believable to me, but yeah, certainly. yeah, you're right. She that, seems
1: to be the most sophisticated,
2: <clears throat> or at least are. the least stupid. Right? Oh, yeah. like, there's a lot of dumb people in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, which is another Coen brothers. Yeah, another Coen brothers thing is to, to populate their movies with dumb <laughs> people. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: actually like one of their favorite things. Oh yeah. To kind of pick on dumb people. Yeah. Like in, uh, I think Burn After Reading is probably one of the more extreme.
2: Yes. Cases. It certainly is. <clears throat> but old brother does the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, right? Like the the, the the George Clooney character isn't that bright. Like the people that he's carrying around certainly aren't either. Uh, well, the, Fargo the, for sure.
1: The only yeah. other Coen Brothers film I've seen to date is *Hail Caesar*, <clears throat> yes. and I see a lot of similarities between this movie and *Hail Caesar*. Yeah, except yes. *Hail Caesar* kind of did the opposite thing, where um, they suspect of, um, that you know that. There isn't a greater plot, but there really is one. Right. And then they fuck it up at the end. Right. Yeah. But, like, it's a similar thing where the situation, like, keeps compounding, but there's a lot of <clears throat> dumb people and there's a lot of very eccentric characters involved and all that.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, we saw that movie together and I was reminded of The Big Lebowski when I saw it. I think it's their closest um, to yeah. The Big Lebowski. Like, those are the two most related movies. Um, it's, a, it's another one that kind of got medium reviews. Hail Caesar did and so did Big Lebowski like it was people didn't hate it but they were like yeah this is fine
0: I'm surprised Big Lebowski (laughs) got middling reviews because it's
2: Hilarious, yeah, it's 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 really really funny. Funny, yeah. I think uh, it's also really well made. Yes, yeah, yeah, and I think that it it's kind of a mark of shame for some critics at this point to have missed (laughs) this movie. Like, it's one of the ones that people bring up when they say that that critics can be wrong, underrated. Yeah, uh, are
0: they wrong
2: about this one? Yes, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yes, they are
0: wrong. Um, Let's see. So, rings in at eighty-one percent Rotten Tomatoes, but some of that could be like reassessments later. Yes, Rotten Tomatoes like.
2: Brings in new reviews. Yeah, so like one of these is from 2015. If you're from 2007, and this is a 1998 (laughs) movie. Right, right. Yeah, I I imagine that a lot of the more recent reviews are the tomato and not the green splat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I think that this it's a it can be a hard movie to latch onto because they hadn't really done that much like this at this point in their career. Fargo is similar, but even that had a more coherent. Narrative uh, and, and more clear point, yeah. Uh, than this one, where it's this movie. If you're just sitting down and watching it without the culture behind it, I think it can be pretty disorienting, mm-hmm. and it looks just like a bunch of jokes right. uh, happening all at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is like mostly pointless, right?
3: Which, yeah. But that's the point of the movie, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that's what they're doing. <laughs> like
2: that.
1: Well, the, it's sort of like an anti-joke, right? Yes, it's, it is. It all amounts to nothing, to some effect, and that <clears throat> kind of compounds the humor of it, right? Right. None of it ends up mattering.
2: Yeah, and that—that's the nihilism of the movie. And like, and they bring in this like the the Sam Elliott character. Uh, yeah. I'm, what's I'm, up with that? Yeah. Apparently, there's there's a story from the production of this movie, where. Like, because Sam Elliott's only there for a little while. He wasn't actually on set that long. Yeah. And he actually... Like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he <laughs> asks Joel Cohen at one point why the, why the fuck he's in this movie. <laughs> like, he didn't understand this <laughs> role either. <laughs> and he just, like, laughs like he didn't have an answer. Hmm. And, like... <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know exactly what to do with that character. I think it has something to do with, like, the grand myths right like he is a representative yeah. of a type of movie making that was about like making a big clear point about good and evil and like saying things that matter and like this big giant mode of Hollywood filmmaking um, and he's just kind of this anachronistic nobody mm-hmm. in this movie so I think it has something to do with that I think <clears> it's <throat> more just like around a
0: storytelling like if you're gonna tell, like, a pointless story, you can also, like, have it within this arc. And the Samuel Ely character, like, starts the movie and ends the movie. Yes. And, like, because it bookends it, it like, it, it shows you where the story begins and ends, and yeah. that's really the only point, maybe. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. maybe,
2: like, but they could have picked anyone with a cool voice to do that, right? Like, they didn't have but to Sam Elliott is, is the cool voice. Yeah, he is the cool voice. Right, but like, they, that's what we discuss in our Tombstone he, episode. He, he, he yeah. sure is. But, I mean, they, they dressed him up in his cowboy outfit. Like, yeah. they know what it means to pick Sam Elliott to be the narrator in your movie, that it evokes Western. Well, I
0: think, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the movie, like, <clears throat> obviously has to do with, like, Americana, too. Yes. Like, bowling. Yes. It's like a sub theme to this mm-hmm. movie or so like or, or there's just a break the <laughs> of theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um the fact that the character's which is like a very like old timey <clears throat> yes. thing. Although it's set in like the early nineties, right?
2: Yeah, yeah right the, during the invasion of
0: Kuwait. Right, yeah. So it's like the kind of the the death of bowling, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. right.
2: Well, I mean, it's also yeah. the death. I, I mean, this movie has been called a, a movie that critiques masculinity a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's some of that where it's just yeah. this this breakdown of masculine myths, which are a big part of uh, Westerns, obviously.
0: And like Joel and Ethan. Yeah. <clears throat> <and clears throat> Cohen's like... Yeah. They're, they're kind of making move. fun of the yeah.
1: Western trope of like starting out with this like very high-flung narrative. Right. Because he just loses his train of thought at the end of that narrative. <laughs> he just goes, all right, yeah. I told you enough. Just <laughs> yeah, let's let's get, get on with it. Let's
2: movie. get started. Well, and he has that, I think, pretty important line where he says, what's a hero anyway? Uh-huh. Right? Which is also just undercutting exactly what you expect from Westerns. Because yeah. Westerns, especially early era Westerns, are all about saying, this guy's the hero right here. Yeah. This one. Uh, and this one is doing the opposite, right? Like, your hero isn't really doing anything heroic.
0: Yeah, I think you're right that it the masculinity part is interesting because it's like, here's how masculinity is transformed. It's just right. like a just a bunch of old guys that play uh, that ball and yeah. like it, and it, flaunt it, their it, veteranship. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, like it matters to them, but like other, like right. outside of that, they're mostly pointless. Right. Like that league yeah. office seems like it's really
2: busy. <laughs> like yeah. those guys just constantly yeah. up they in arms about. Yeah, exactly. About their stupid bowling league. <laughs> All right.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's interesting too is that they they do point out that like the Kuwait invasion is yeah. happening like on the same day, yeah, and but but they then they just like go on to ignore it. It's almost like here's this like moment in history and. But it's not important at all. Like, like yeah. this, this story of the rug is like this is what we need to be kind <laughs> of. Yeah, that, on. that is like much more interesting than <laughs> what we should be focused yeah. on. mean it, yeah.
1: it doesn't seem to really impact the movie at all that it's set in the early '90s either. Like it could have been set in '98 when the movie was made and it would be the same. I think.
2: I mean, I yes and no. I in terms of like the the events that are going on in the movie, yes. Um, yeah. But I think the Kuwait invasion thing kind of does matter in that it's like this. Stupid trivial conflict that calls back to Vietnam and feels a lot like Vietnam and plays out like Vietnam on a smaller scale And so if this movie is in some degree about the breakdown of the masculine myth Which I think it is Mm -hmm. like that's also the breakdown of the American myth and the uh, the American, you know Exceptionalism when it comes to policing the world and Kuwait as a representative of that and also as a representative of trying to recreate the past, which I yeah. think is going on in this movie a lot, um, and also going on with the Sam Elliott character. So you have George Bush trying to recreate and fix Vietnam when he when he invades Kuwait, like let's do it right this time. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the movie, you have obviously Walter with all his Vietnam references, uh, but then the dude is constantly reusing phrases that he hears. Yeah, right. So he, he'll he'll hear somebody else say something like in the parlance of our time, and he'll pick it up a few scenes down the line and use it for his own purposes. Same thing with this aggression will not stand. He hears it from George Bush and then he repurposes it and uses it again with the Big Lebowski. And so it's, to me, when the movie does stuff like that, it's talking about how masculinity isn't this essential thing Right, it's this thing that's cobbled together from just the dumb shit that we hear throughout the day. Yeah. (laughs) And then we decide that this is what it means to be a man. And this is what it means to be powerful. And here we are. Now this guy is is the hero, right? What's a hero anyways? How about this guy? He's doing the same thing that we were doing in the Westerns. He's doing the same thing that George Bush was doing. He's doing the same thing that Walter's doing. Uh, He's just being less of a dick about it. (laughs) They also
0: Mm -hmm. re-reference the Saddam Character yes. later, yeah, he gives him the bowling shoes, yes, in yeah. one of his dreams.
2: Uh, that, yeah, that was a I, I like both the dream of which sequences. are
0: triggered by head trauma, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, both of them. That's true. Uh, that that, that reminds me of another scene that I, I really like when he's in Jackie Treehorn's house. And he gets the phone call, and he's writing something down on the pad, and he walks out of the room. And he that like made me
1: laugh the hardest. It was so funny. It, it, I see that was one. That was the one scene that I didn't really expect because I've seen so many references to this movie. that yeah. I almost knew all the jokes. Go ahead. Set but it up. That one us. I didn't know because I had heard of it in the past, but I thought that <laughs> he would actually successfully get an address or something. Well, set, they, set yeah, up yeah, the. Yeah, explain yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so he, Jackie Treehorn. Uh, gets a phone call, and he writes something on a notepad. And uh, when and he leaves, and uh, the dude thinks he's going to be clever and does the tracing thing on the notepad to try to figure out what was written on the sheet above it. Shades it with a pencil. Right? Yeah, he shades yeah. it with a pencil. Uh, and you expect to see like an address or something, then he'll go to the next thing and find out something else. But it's just the drawing of a dude with a huge dick. <laughs> yeah. And man. I just, I, I laughed look, so hard when it came up. I did not expect it to the be The look
2: on, so... the look on Jeff Bridges face when he sees it. It's like surprise and disappointment. And also kind of like, I don't know what I expected. Right? Like, <laughs> And then when he runs back to the couch and he tries to look nonchalant, like that's just like a a perfect acting moment. (laughs) uh, I I love that. And I I think, again, it's because this movie is also kind of playing with noir noir tropes, which is also where you see a lot of masculine stereotypes. And here he is, like, doing the noir thing. And it's just like...
1: Except he's totally incompetent. Yeah, what if it's a dick joke? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: That, what if what you're doing doesn't
1: matter? Right. Yeah. <laughs> or what if it's
2: irrelevant? What if all the stuff that you see in movies that tell you how to be a man are is actually nonsense
1: and doesn't get you anywhere? Yeah. And or it will make things worse.
2: Or yeah. Or exactly make things even even more uh, terrible. The, so y- yeah, I think that's what's going on. You're saying you like the dream sequences? Yeah, they're they're fun to me. I like the tunes. Right. Like it's.
0: I like that they call back to each other a lot. I think they're incredible. I think they're the best part. Of the really? Yeah. Okay. I, I really that far. Say more. Um, the <clears throat> I think the second one in particular is that's the best one. Really funny
2: with the big, um, big bowling pin hats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, so the I think this is one that starts out with you see what looks to be like an open door, uh-huh. and then he kind of dances out on the scene, but he's really tiny yep. in the <laughs> yes. scene. So it's this like visual joke. Yeah that like you're set up to think it's going to be one thing and then it's another and it happens masculinity like, really it's right yeah yeah exactly um
2: uh, and then saddam <clears throat> gives him a pair
0: of bowling shoes yeah. yeah well
2: at first you get that sequence yeah. where they're like spraying all the shoes like in time with the song yeah which is also great
0: <laughs> yeah um and then there's an <clears throat> extended dance sequence where there's like a viking uh julian uh, moore yeah yeah julian moore a, is a Viking yeah, bowling, biking. bowling. <laughs> yeah and yeah. then he gets thrown down like the bowling
2: alley and like looks up all their skirts. Yeah, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but
0: it's like very surreal and like very '50s at the same time. Uh, right. It's referencing bowling culture. Yes, which is, like very '50s oriented. Yes, mm-hmm. um, with like all the neon lighting and the the costumes that they wear mm-hmm. is like very like uh, like cats style mm-hmm. kind of costumes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's it's those are both great scenes like they're super <laughs> yeah. funny and like they break up the movie in a way that's
2: um effective very effective and it, and it yeah. paces it well i think yeah right so it's like here's your little break from the silly adventure for this other thing that's also silly but silly in a different way <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's a breath of fresh air yeah and and, and the, the one the earlier one is nice too like when he's on the i don't know what you even call it the feed where the balls come out of the F- I don't know what that thing's called, and he the gutter thing. No, I mean, no not, the ball return. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. thing. And he and he like scrunches himself up so he fits in the hole. Yeah, in, in the ball. It's like it's like almost a Looney Tunes esque moment. And yeah. then like he's flying through the air and he sees the bowling ball and he doesn't fall until he notices the bowling ball yeah. in his hand, like he's wily e. Coyote or something.
0: Yeah, I think these are both kind of references to like old timey musicals, I'll, like <clears throat> like Singing in the Rain. Yeah, like. They're meant to be these kind of like dance breaks where they like show the talent of the characters, but right. you like you don't see like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anything of value or talent in them. <laughs> right. just, just it's more just, just like lewd <laughs> yeah. dreams, yeah. yeah, about bowling, yeah, about
1: bowling. And like his
0: imagination's so short. It's everything. It's like, that's all. That's he his knows. life. Yeah. Yeah. All he does is bowl, so he dreams about bowling <laughs> and women.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. really like the effect yeah. when he first gets knocked <clears> out and. The stars he sees turns into the L.A. intersection lights. Yeah, yep. that was yeah, yeah. Cool that, effect. That is
0: neat. Yeah, yeah. This is another L.A. movie. But Yeah, we've done several. Yeah, this, there's a lot of them. The fact that they just like go around L.A. and like, yeah, do pretty, L.A. stuff. Pretty much, he ends up in Malibu for a little while accidentally, and uh, kind of what is ostensibly Burning Man. Yeah, too. yeah. Or it's like a
2: Burning Man reference, right? So yeah, he gets he gets around. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why we've landed on so many L.A. movies, but Because well, well, movies are made in
0: L.A.
3: Like, made, yeah, Yeah, because yeah,
2: right. yeah. they're Hollywood classics.
0: <clears> so you yeah, just but,
1: pick movies at random, it's going to be L.A. or NYC most of the time. Yeah,
2: but we've definitely tended more towards Los Angeles, yeah. it, for better or worse. I, I think so there's just they. more L.A. movies, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although now they're all made in, like, Toronto or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, everything's made in Vancouver. Toronto. Vancouver. Yeah. And Chicago. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, How funny did you think this movie was, Charles?
1: So that was tricky to evaluate, considering I had seen most of the jokes. But the moments that I hadn't seen, I was laughing pretty hard. So it was certainly a very funny movie. And like, I definitely like all the references that are quoted so often. Um, It's just, you know, I've seen them 100 times, basically. So it's a little different to see them here now. Um, But yeah, like I said, all the ones that I didn't already know about, they were great. Uh, I also never knew that uh, I never knew about the Philip Seymour Hoffman character. Oh I yeah, he was hilarious. He was fantastic. He is, he is he's so great. funny, and he's yeah. very yeah. different from all the other times I've seen Philip Seymour Hoffman, where he tends to be more of the angry, menacing character rather than the overly sprightly, like devoted, <laughs> sprightly, is exactly right. he, yeah. he
0: has like some pretty serious comedy chops. That, like, oh yeah, he's just he only a used guy. a few times in his career, <clears throat> which is a shame.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and especially in his later career, he got more serious. Yeah, everything was very like super serious, really grim. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even when the movie itself wasn't that grim, like he often was in it. Yeah, he steals all the scenes that he's
0: in like easily. Yeah, yeah, because he's such like a a tool for the big Lebowski. Yeah, well, the best is uh, when they're. um, Well, I I like the two moments of the film. The earlier one where. Uh, Jeff Bridges' character come, comes out and says, "Like, oh, he said, grab any room in the house, or <laughs> grab, grab any drug in the house." Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, he <laughs> let's like, do it." Yeah, he yeah. like
2: has one of the other helpers
0: like carry yeah. it around. you like
2: yeah. no question doesn't check in with anyone. Just okay, yeah, <laughs> It's naturally trusting. That was hilarious.
0: <laughs> and then um the later scene when they're they're in a limo, it, yeah, and. Oh, and he's,
2: like, repeated, like, affirming everything. That, yeah.
0: That, yeah, he's, like, such a yes man that, like, the big Lebowski will say something, and he'll, like, repeat, he'll, he'll repeat
2: like, one word from it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> so disappointed. Yeah. I, I also like the moment when we first see him, and he's, like, trying to get Jeff Bridges to stop futzing around with all the stuff on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, he's yeah. poking at the, um, the... The, like, shoe print. The shoe print, and he's it's just, so like, beating. is trying to find a polite way to tell him to stop doing that. And yeah. He, but he's, like... Too meek to just say stop doing that, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a it's a good moment. Um, but that also leads us to <clears throat> a part that I had forgotten about when he looks in the Time magazine mirror. Oh yeah, and it said, "Are you the man of the year?" And it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I, I, the more I think about it, the more like this masculinity theory that comes together, right? Like, because yeah. the answer is, you know, who, who the hell who the hell cares? You know, <laughs> yeah, it maybe. doesn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Do that, but like after this movie. Yeah, around. well,
2: after this movie, you uh, we've all been. Yeah. The, the all persons of here. the year. I think in like
0: 2002 or something. It was like everybody. Every, right. No, it was
2: like when social networks were really big. So it would have yeah. been like. It was a little bit after or that. Or it or was, Yeah. Okay. And. Yeah. Um, I want to say 2007. I can I can look this up. I'm gonna put my money <laughs> but, in 2007. But yeah, that's that they had like the actual. This is when they like couldn't think of any. Okay. <laughs> so like, all the famous people suck this year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You in quotes were chosen in 2006 as Time Magazine's
2: Person of the yeah. Year. We've
3: all done it. So a yeah. few
2: people have have gotten there twice. but yeah. Most of us only yeah. once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So now I guess like Hitler twice, right? Right, Hitler yeah. was on there twice. The rest of us <laughs> half that. <laughs> 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 yeah, anyway, but uh, you know we're tied with Jeff Bridges then. Got so it. So that's right. that's something. To, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, the more I think about it, the more that theme uh, makes sense. Yeah, with the the shadow thing and the man of the year thing. At one point, uh, the dude actually says to Walter, "You know what's the point, man?" And it's like, yeah, nothing's the point.
3: Yeah, <laughs> There's
1: also a lot of uh, what Julianne Moore's character says uh, about men. Right? Yeah, oh. she has a whole speech, about it. I can't recall exactly. But she says stuff about how men are afraid to say vagina.
2: Right, and then doesn't, oh, what did she say instead of vagina? She says it's, beaver later. Beaver, do you, do you mean vagina movie?
1: <laughs> well, she was like, trying to use the vernacular. Of uh, yeah, the parlance of our times.
2: Yeah. yeah, but it's just such a great like callback and like switch <laughs> to, like, to that
1: moment. Like he doesn't, yes, yes. he
2: actually doesn't get it. And then like the same thing happens when she says Johnson and then, like he's confused by it, and then the the nihilist later on, like talks about cutting off his Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> like I like these little like verbal callbacks that this movie is just just full of. Uh, so I like, um, I like
0: that the, the, because the dude like has no vacation vocation. Right, he's just like useless. <clears throat> he just bowls right ostensibly, and, you and doesn't that, pay rent. <laughs> yeah, you assume that he's just one of these person that like he he is the. Uh, the welfare king that Reagan was like so exactly. concerned about, yeah. essentially. Um, and but then they go on to show that like there's all these rich people that he interacts with, right. and they're like just as useless as yeah. as the as Lebowski. <laughs> yeah. So there's the big Lebowski who just is completely useless. He has like a trophy wife and he sits in his
2: house. And, and ditches day. out checks of, of someone else's money and gets his picture taken. Right, exactly.
0: And then there's a Julianne Moore character who's his daughter, You're right? who's an artist, but she's <laughs> terrible.
2: And... <laughs> she like, has another great intro scene, right? Like when she's swinging in on that yeah. rope and spraying paint everywhere. Yeah, yeah. which is such a great um,
0: thing for art because it's like, well, you you can't like create any meaning out of art anymore. So you have to like, to go through all this effort to like, try and make like painting relevant. So you like, you hang yourself by the ceiling and have people like throw you down a room on a, on a railway. Yeah, Like it's so it much made about-
1: like a bowling sound when she was swinging <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That is true.
0: That's yeah. important. Everything's good, bowling. Good call. <laughs> um, and then, but essentially she's still just making like a Jackson Pollock painting and she's like, like all artists are unable to move beyond Pollock, <laughs> yeah. Or like all painters in particular he, are he, like
2: unable to like move beyond Pollock. He completed painting apparently. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and
0: so that critique is is interesting and, and subtle. Um, yeah, that it's here. But <clears throat> again,
2: she's like totally useless, right? Right. She can't like make any. Yeah, because like, in a lot of ways, this yeah. movie is that painting, right? In that, yeah. th- they're literally just throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall, and like maybe you can construct a meaning out of it. Like, maybe you can put something together to to have it be real Well, for her, it's like,
0: she's, no, no, no. She's, <clears throat> like, a, accepted that painting has no meaning, so she has to, like, create meaning by, like, having this absurd way of making something that uh, Yeah, in that sense, it's a Maybe this yeah. a
1: bit yeah. more of Jackson Pollock's way of throwing <clears throat>
3: painting at a okay. because
1: I think Pollock had a much more um, involved or, like... He at least did it first. ...intentional... Um, Purpose behind all of its strokes, even yeah. if it looks random, it was, it was planned.
2: Yeah, and you didn't have to do it swinging on a rope down a hallway. Right. Yeah, like there was another method. Um, well, I mean, and it's interesting yeah. that you point that out because it's kind of like there. There was a point when like they wanted to diminish process, right, where it was not about like technical acumen. Yeah. And so you wanted to have it the concentration beyond, the, the product, the outcome, rather than the way of doing it. Whereas old ways of creating painting was all about the technical acumen, right? Old ways of creating art outright were all about like how good at you, how good are you at the craft of it?
0: Yeah, she's so focused <clears throat> on process that like, right the the product like has no meaning. Right,
2: but but she also loses the craft, right? Like the, the, right. it's it's yeah. it's all process, but it's process without the work to like get something meaningful out of it. Right. So like they've lost both things and. Yeah,
0: good point. She still
1: seems like the most competent and intelligent person in the whole movie though. I agree. Right, right. but she also like,
0: her purpose, she's also purposeless. Like her Mm -hmm. art like is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And bad. (laughs) Yes. And and for like, sort of like flipping art elites, right? Like her Mm -hmm. friend is like some ridiculous designer and they have this like inside Language. Yeah, they just started
2: laughing all the time at who knows what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, yeah, there's a
0: moment later where she has like
2: a, I think he's a designer. He's a video artist. Video artist, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, distinct from a filmmaker.
0: That's an important. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> call. It. Yeah. So they, uh, she's having a conversation with the dude and then her friend will just like laugh out, yeah. of, out of nowhere. And, 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 like interrupting. Who knows what. Yeah. And he's, the dude is like very unnerved by
2: it, like he can't not focus
3: on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah and, yeah.
2: yeah, I think you see that kind of stuff, like these inside jokes and like this yeah. elaborate world that's set up so there can be inside jokes, so there can be an inside, and like that's the yeah. whole point. Right. To, like, create a society that ex- can't exclude people. Right,
0: But the and these are two like kind of like, her and her friend are like very like clownish characters that like <clears throat> sort of sit outside of society and like, have no a sensible purpose in within society. Yeah, like everybody else in this movie. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, it's yeah. interesting. Like now that you bring into yeah. that point about yeah. <clears throat> loss of meaning, the yeah. only character who, who expresses actual mourning at meaning being lost and like gravity of art being lost is Jackie Treehorn, right? Like he's the one who <laughs> talks about the pornographer, yeah. right? Like he's the one who talks about how yeah. when the dude asks him uh, how log and fits into his <laughs> artistic vision. He's like, yeah, it's a real shame that because of home video, we have to abandon things like story and feeling and emotion, right? Like he has this like impassioned speech that yeah. sounds like Burt Lancaster in um, uh, Boogie Nights. Yeah, And so I, I, I think that that's kind of ironic and also certainly not a mistake because the Coen Brothers know exactly what well, they're it's doing. it's hilarious. And it's hilarious, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> this would have, where, where was this in relation to Boogie Nights? Boogie Nights was like the next uh, year? No, it was before this. Yeah, you're right, you're, you're, you're right. Boogie Phil Nights was was in it like yeah. a few years before. You're right, yeah, because yeah. 99 was Magnolia and this was 98, so <clears throat> it would've been before. So I wonder how much of that is actually calling back to Boogie Nights. Yeah. Because it feels a lot like it.
3: <laughs> <clears throat>
2: uh, what was your, I, like there are so many Funny lines in this movie and like so eminently quotable. Yeah. And I've seen this movie so many times that I was almost able to like mm-hmm. a- anticipate each line <laughs> as yeah. it came up. I don't know. Did you have a favorite joke or was like a joke that joke? you like found in context funnier now that you have seen the movie all the
1: way through? Um, I can't think of a specific line that's referenced a lot that I liked more having seen the context, but like <clears throat> the problem is that I was so familiar with them that he just kind of flew right by. Yeah. Uh, since I've heard him so much,
2: yeah. Like that, I I had forgotten that his um, that's just your opinion, man. Line, yeah, it, that was very like, funny. When it comes in context, it's way funnier, right? Because it, it's like it in context. <laughs> it, I mean, that's when uh, the John Turturro when Jesus. Uh, tells Walter that if he takes out his piece, he's going to take that gun away from him, shove it up his ass and fire it until the trigger goes click, right? And his response to that violent threat is, that's just
3: your opinion,
1: man. it's not even a coherent yeah. answer to yeah. that, like that's not right. it's not I an mean, opinion. Use it when it actually makes sense to be used now,
2: <clears throat> right, like, but that's it's not he's not even expressing an opinion. it's just a threat like it's yeah. not in his opinion he's going to shoot you to death, right like that's not what's going
0: on right I think the two like non dream sequence events I thought were really funny were um when they threaten they go to this kid's house cuz they think the kid the kid had been joyriding the dude's car right and they think the kid has their briefcase of money so they go to the kid's house and yeah. they these two adults or uh not the dude but uh, John Goodman Walters yeah. Walter John Goodman threads the kid, <laughs> like, <Yeah.
3: laughs> and then
0: <laughs> like that kid
2: is just flat the yeah, whole time, totally
0: flat. And then John Goodman is like, okay, well now this is happening, and he goes outside and he <clears throat> destroys this car that's yep. parked up right on
2: the side of the house, but it's
0: another neighbor's <laughs> car, <Yeah. laughs>
2: and like that's where we get the line. Yeah. Um, you're killing my car. Which yeah. comes back over and over again. Yeah. They keep talking about killing well, I'm also cars.
1: i that, that was a very amusing TV censorship. Yes, scene. Um, and that like, might be you another. Told me about that. It, yeah. it probably
2: was because I love that story. Um There, yeah. It's this is probably another reason this movie is so popular is that it's been on TV a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the line that John Goodman keeps repeating when he's killing that car, is this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's on TNT or whatever, they can't say that. So they edit it to, this is what happens when you meet a stranger in the
1: Alps. <laughs> Which is, is
2: doesn't mean anything, it's
1: just, See, it's just gibberish. That stood so clearly in my head that I couldn't even hear what he was actually saying. Yeah, I just kept hearing, Find a stranger in the, in the Alps. I want to know the whatever.
0: person that like has only seen it on TV. And <laughs> right. like, it's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I don't
3: want to see <laughs> <this.">
0: <laughs> Yeah,
2: so, I'd say that, that is probably um, yeah. one of the better edits <laughs> for anything. Uh, the other edit I like a lot from a different movie, um, have you seen Good Will Hunting?
1: Yes, but I don't <clears> really remember
2: <clears> it. it. There's you a it. <laughs> That means you haven't seen it, yeah. <laughs> so there's a scene where Casey Affleck is in the back of the car and Ben Affleck is up front. And Ben has his uh, his burger. They went and got burgers, and Casey Affleck in the real movie keeps saying, "Can you give me my fucking burger?" And he like says it over and over again. It's always his fucking burger. Can you give me my fucking burger, man? Come on. And in the edit, they say he they have him say, "Can you give me my burger sandwich?" I need my burger sandwich (laughs) over and
3: over. (laughs) <laughs> that is so it's, so, And it's so weird. I'm at like, this point, just bleep it. Right, right? exactly.
0: Yeah. Like, don't try to piece it together. I guess they can't do that, though. They have, like, weird censorship rules. Oh, like, really? Where you have to, like... I think you have to, like, make it seem like something else
2: is happening. Well, um, there they, was, they have, like, the silent edits, right? Where they just, like, take the sound out in yeah, that moment.
0: They're... Uh, uh, Arrested Development had to jump through all these hoops too. So, really? whenever someone swears in Arrested Development, they they believe it. Yeah. But they also had to, you can't like show their faces. So, yes. you have to blow their face. So, some, but if you watch the show, they very cleverly like hide their mouth in, <coughs> yeah. in yeah. ways where like things will like fly by their mouth to like hide the swear. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, I mean, that is, they just lampshaded it. Like, yeah. Every time. Yeah. But, oh, the, so the second scene that I thought was really funny was, um, <clears throat> He's in the bathtub and the Nihilists come in yeah. and they throw a fair in the tub. No, it's like, a marmot. A the marmot. marmot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's screaming. It's,
2: yeah, Just that high-pitched, yeah. like, yeah. little girl scream.
0: Yeah. Again,
2: like, the emasculated <laughs> Right, that just, 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 like, taking apart. It's gone, right. Yeah. And, it, th- oh, and I, then... I, oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, then right after that is when they yeah. threaten to chop off his Johnson. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, it's just a masculinity Well, they already moment. have.
1: It's yeah. Beer,
2: right? Yeah.
1: No, I I loved when he finally tries to do something about his situation. He sets the trap in front of his door. <laughs> yes. And, and then the wrong they way. just open the door the wrong way. <laughs> and then later he comes home and trips on <laughs> his own trap. Such yeah. a good callback. It's, that was it's so perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And then you get that great little line from Jeff Bridges um, when he when they come in with the marmot and he says, "Oh, nice marmot." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> nice. As though there's a bad marmot up there that <laughs> is inferior to this better marmot <laughs> uh, i love that um, the other line that i had forgotten about uh, happens right at the beginning of the movie when the guy takes his bowling ball out of the the satchel and he says what the fuck is this and he's like, obviously you're not a golfer <laughs> that, that line killed me um so there, there are so many and like i've seen this movie so many times and i still just laugh really hard basically the whole time <clears throat> i love it
0: yeah the other like funny dark Thing. Well, I mean, there's a ton of funny shit in this movie, but the the dark moment later, after Steve Buscemi dies, where they're yeah. like, the they they keep trying to talk the guy down. Uh, <laughs> when, so they're at the funeral home and yeah. he offers them it's a- our most a, a, modest an, and receptacle. And, and earn for like $180. Yeah. And they're both like, no, fucking way. no <laughs> way are we <laughs> yeah. gonna pay $180. <laughs> yeah, we're
2: gonna spread the ashes. And then he gets that like right great line, is so there are realms around here. yeah they just stick them in a coffee can uh Um, the fact that they
0: go to ralph's is so LA. <coughs> yeah. Like Ralph's okay. is open all night. It's yeah. a grocery
2: it's, chain in LA. Yeah. It, it opens in Ralph's. Like that's the first. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the shot of LA and like the tumbleweed. But then after that, when we yeah. see. I'm a Ralph's member, so.
3: Are you? Yeah. Okay. His only ID is yeah. a Ralph's card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <a Ralph's> <laughs> card. <laughs> you have to
0: have a Ralph's card. Otherwise it's really expensive. If you're not a member, like you pay non-member prices and it's very oh. expensive. Yeah.
2: Okay. What do you have to do to be a member?
0: You just sign up for free and oh, you just have the Ralph's
1: the card. <laughs> like, why bother? It's to screw tourists.
2: Is it? I don't know. I mean, can't tourists just sign up for free? Probably. They can. Okay. yeah. But they won't notice sign up. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like Sam's Club, only easier to join. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, only it's free. Yeah, Sam's Club, only less exclusive. Yeah. yeah. I, I miss the convenience of routes here in New York. Yeah. You have to... I mean, we, we have a door-to-door service, right? You can just order food. If you want a milkshake at 2 a.m., you can get
0: it. Yeah, in, in L.A., if you want, like anything at a grocery store at 2 a.m., you can go to Ralph's. Right, right. Some yeah. close early, though, and that's, like, really, uh, like, it's very surprising when you go to a Ralph's and <laughs> it's not open movie. late at night. You're like, whoa, this is weird. It's <laughs> going like, on? Yeah. The end
2: of the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, is this your favorite Coen Brothers movie?
0: Uh, I think so. I like Burn After Reading quite a bit. I like um, that movie, too. But I've only seen that one a handful of times, and this one I've seen more. Actually, last time I saw or Brother were at that. I found it kind of cloying.
2: Um I don't, I don't I think this is better than Old Brother.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Fargo's like <clears throat> co- like really dark, even though it is a comedy. Oh shit, yeah.
2: shit. he gets fed into a wood chipper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So this it doesn't have the Spoiler. kind of
2: like yeah. joy that this movie has. Yeah. I mean yeah. they kind of operate yeah. on two very different planes, mm-hmm. the Cont Brothers, right? Because they have these movies that are like Burn After Reading and Big Lebowski and Hail Caesar, Raising Arizona, right? That are like straight comedies for the most part. Yeah, right. That that are just really funny and joyful is the right word with this like ty- kind of nihilistic undercurrent. And then they have like the really fucking serious movies. Yeah, <laughs> that, like, no like Country, like No Country and Inside and yeah. Davis and Blood Simple and stuff like that that are just bleak. Yeah, <laughs> right. But <That, clears throat> like a, a serious man, right? Like. Yeah, is all no coming back from that movie. It, yeah, just it, it's it's nearly an apocalypse film. <clears throat> so I think that it's it because of that. It's kind of hard to pick out a favorite Coen Brothers movie because they operate on these such drastically different planes so often. Like you often, you, you almost have to pick like your favorite comedy and then your favorite other Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Because for me, I think my favorite is probably No Country. I like Inside Lou and Davis a lot. Um, no Their no country, no <laughs> yeah, it's country is very good. One of the best movies ever made. Oh, oh right,
0: yeah, yeah. two thousand seven. Antonio, that um, <laughs> you hadn't seen that, right, Charles?
1: So I had seen it, but it's another one of those movies that I watched and just have no memory of, like with Goodwill Hunting. That I, I have it. no idea how that happened, but yeah, I find that to be. A I know example, that I watched it at some point. Yeah. Okay. It was one of those movies that I like downloaded. And Watched in like a shitty DVD rip quality, probably back before HD rips existed. How how it's meant to be watched. Yeah, Yeah. just like on my laptop, like,
2: yeah. Yeah, I remember for that movie, I was was in college and I was taking like the 101 level film class and the professor every year would have, would just bring the class to the theater and like just pick out a current running movie that nobody had seen and like we'd watch it as a class and that's the movie they picked. So it was just like- No country. Yeah, like so it was just like, Pure serendipity that, like, the movie that we happened to pick that was running that week, you know, for this class that was happened to be that semester is like one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, we got to talk about it in class, like, it, so it's fresh for everyone. Yeah, yeah and, like, it was really cool. And so, we got <laughs> to right. see it on that big screen and like talk about that weird ending. And yeah, it was great, really great. So, yeah, we need to get to, to watch that movie at some point. Yeah. It,
0: Woody Harrelson's in that, too, Technically, right? Re-watch. He, like,
2: <clears throat> has a small part in it. Yeah, small. He's the other cop. Um, right. Yeah, He's because yeah. there's the uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, character, um, who's probably the most important character in the movie, and yeah. then the, his his partner, his young partner, is Woody Harrelson. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: been a minute since I've
2: seen that. I should re- rewatch it. Yeah, you put that one on. I think that counts as you not seeing it in the same way that you haven't seen good Will hunting we, should, we yeah. should put that one on the list
1: it practically <clears throat> practically counts
2: yeah and it, it, that movie also i think speaks to i don't know how much we want to talk about no country but like <laughs> there it has a great action scene right and i that i think you don't see in many other movies by these guys um and i think it speaks to their dexterity as, as filmmakers it's amazing like that. that
1: they can produce such a wide range of films so well yeah you yeah. usually see comedy <clears throat> directors doing well with other types of movies. I don't think. Or the other way around, right? Yeah. Like
2: imagine Chris Nolan trying to direct a comedy, right? Like, that's that's not going to fly. Or Zack Snyder. Or Zack Snyder, right? I mean, we Who laugh at... He can't even do just, his own genre. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: exactly. What do you mean? Really, 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 really serious superhero movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Here is right. the, the radical opinion here: that Coen Brothers are better filmmakers than Zack Snyder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it be hilarious. Yeah, bring them up. It always cracks me. Up.
2: Yeah. I, so, I but I, I think it's true that they get to, they can make a movie that is every bit as dark as, as something like Dark Knight or whatever. Well, it's just like you don't man. have to like lean on effects right. to tell a story, right? Mm-hmm. Or you, you don't have to lean on the texture of it. Yeah, right. Like because. Even when they're making these silly movies like *The Big Lebowski*, like there's a lot of meat on the bone, right? Like there's a lot you can talk about when you're done laughing at this movie.
0: Yeah, there's like interesting and well-developed characters that like
2: right. Well, and and interesting and well-developed themes, Because yeah. right? this movie, like you can, we talked about it early on that you can put these people into things that ideas they represent, pretty clearly. Yeah, um, and see how they bounce off each other, and that doesn't diminish the comedy. Right. It enhances the comedy, like it makes the movie funnier that we're able to tie ideas to these characters so that we can laugh at it on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it, that's so difficult and they make it look so easy. And they're one of the best, Like yeah. period. Just...
1: I think my favorite part about this movie was the characters and how colorful yet yeah. well-developed they are. Yeah. Um, even the ones that have minimal screen time are just, they are very fully formed characters that are very compelling to watch. that's um, something I noticed was that was also true in Hail Caesar <clears throat> just a lot of fun characters that I enjoyed watching a lot. Um, and it's something that stood out because I don't feel like it's that strongly represented in most movies that I see, just these characters that are so interesting and so fun to yep.
2: watch. Yeah, and, and, and so well-articulated in relation to each other right cuz i think that there's a trap in a lot of comedies where they write <clears throat> you know pages and pages of jokes and like maybe mm-hmm. on their own all the jo- these jokes are funny but they don't characterize the people saying them yeah. right so like anybody could be given this joke anybody could be given the next one yeah uh, and when your joke is doing more than one thing when it's being funny and telling you something about who this person is uh that's storytelling right like that's yeah. efficient screenwriting yeah i think
0: wes anderson does Similar right. things, uh, right? <clears throat> and oh. they also this is like a very West, like Wes Anderson could have made this movie uh, for sure. It wouldn't have been uh, as bleak, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? It like he, have would have hit, it he would have, It would be more like <coughs> even more so stylized, um, yeah, and it would be more hopeful. But the general plot structure is the same as like a Wes Anderson movie, where, well, no, that's not true. He yeah. he is like very like strong like through lines for his movie, yeah. So, so is this. Um, but the, the elements that are here are like sort of like interesting comedic characters and this like moment of tragedy that like happens sure. within okay. the comedy. Yeah. And like the loss of like the Steve Buscemi character is like a very like Wes Anderson esque like <laughs> right. moment.
2: Right. Yeah. But like the Coen brothers undercut that, right? Because they have, yeah. they, for one thing, they play the death as a joke yeah by, by having him not get shot <laughs> yeah and then like there's a series of jokes about yeah. the receptacle well, after they're always that.
1: making fun of how worthless uh, right. donnie and is as well and he dies it, in the most like shitty way Whenever yeah. he says
0: anything walter
2: tells him to shut
0: the <laughs> fuck <laughs> up
1: yeah <laughs> yeah uh, it, and then it, it's <laughs> undercut
2: again when um the sam Elliott character calls attention to it it's like oh it's it's a shame that Donnie had to die, but whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's just the thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. and so, if, if
0: it was a Wes Anderson <clears throat> movie, though, it would be treated as like a
2: real right. tragedy. Right, it would yeah. be played straight. Like yeah. they wouldn't be like, "This dude doesn't matter," and like mm. kind of they make they, they kind of make you feel bad because you were laughing at him. Getting shit on the whole movie, yeah, right. Like so, there's part yeah. of that going on. Yeah,
0: like but so Wes. I guess the difference here is that like Wes Anderson's like not a nihilist. Like no, yeah, 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 exactly right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: is that he 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 likes his characters more. Yeah, I think that's the fundamental <laughs> thing. Is that and I think that's probably the most common critique of the Coen brothers on a That they disdain scale, for their characters. That they hate their characters, right? Yeah. And that they want bad things to happen to them. Well, um, which is why
0: like, Vern after reading is so funny, because all, all of the characters get punished yes. in the film. Yes. For okay. being
2: stupid. stupid. Yeah, it's And really that's like stupid. the only reason that they get punished. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. exactly. But even when they're not, like yeah. they, you, you can look at a serious man where this guy really doesn't do anything wrong and actually does a lot of things that are pretty good and he's still like just terrible things happen to them over and over and over again, yeah. and then the world ends. <laughs> it's like, it, it, when, when stuff like that happens, I kind of hear that critique. Yeah. Um, whether or not that critique is actually a bad thing is another discussion, but I think it is, at least to some extent, true of their output, <clears throat> that they don't like
0: people. No, especially the people that they write. <laughs> right. Yeah, especially as long as they
2: kind of like thumb their nose at like the world. Right. And it's almost like they're telling the audience that we shouldn't care. As much as we do right like we shouldn't be getting that close to these the people like
0: life is more meaningless than right people think
2: right, it exactly like yeah. it, that it's absurd for us to get that invested why should we be so invested if the people creating the movie can't even bring themselves to give a shit about these people
0: yeah and like <clears throat> so the like the core of characters are, are bowlers right yes and they're like these are people who they enjoy bowling. That's like all, it's all they do, right? right? Like it brings meaning to their lives. And the Coen Brothers are kind of like it, it seems like they're kind of being like, "Look at these dummies! <laughs> like <laughs> all they look how much they care All about they brother. do is bowl, and it's
2: the only thing that is like meaningful to them." Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then on the other hand, they're, they're kind of saying, "Look at these dummies, and how are you any different?" Yeah. Yes. Everybody's yeah. got their hobby, right? Like, yeah. what what's your dumb thing that you care too much about? Maybe it's movies. <laughs> maybe it's people yeah. in movies, yeah. right? Or maybe it's <clears throat> art in your Julianne Moore. And you right. Exactly. The yeah. And or and maybe you want it. to feel like you're a good person, yeah. even if you don't actually have the capacity for it. Yeah. And then you're the Big oh. Lebowski, right? Like, maybe who knows what what your vice is and in what way it's meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, that's dark.
0: It's just very dark for yeah. a film that's like pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: it is. <laughs> All right, Charles, what's the what's the verdict? Just a thumbs up, thumbs down? Seems it's like great. Seems like you're into it. Yeah, okay. I liked it a lot. Does it make you want to watch more Clone Brothers? Yeah. Okay. In in what category? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the next Do you want Clone the comedy Brothers or it yeah? What's, seems super dark like I
1: like the comedy.
2: You okay, definitely watch Burn After Reading. If, yeah, if you liked this yeah. one uh, and you yeah. like Hail Caesar, Burn After Reading is probably next
1: in line in that yeah, they're, category. They're, they're two for two in the <clears throat> comedy category. So. Yeah, if I, I
2: think we need to get you something from the other... Yeah, home I, I probably catalog. need
1: to actually remember uh, No, no country.
2: country. Yeah, but No No Country. I like Inside and Davis a lot. Have you seen Inside and Davis, Grassman? I haven't. I've heard it. Only good things. Yeah, I like Oscar good. Isaac. I should watch that. Yeah, he's great in it. It has probably just one of the most... Devastating scenes I've ever seen put to film. Like it's just a real gut punch, um, which again speaks to their dexterity. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we need to, we need to get another one in here. I think Fargo is
0: like a good.
2: It's a, it's in between. Yeah, yeah it's that's definitely the
0: bridges. All
2: there. <coughs> I agree. Yeah, I think that that's kind of the nexus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are we watching next week?
0: uh so next week i would like to do the 2001 film training
2: day okay yeah right. mr denzel washington yes and the unfortunately forgotten ethan hawk yeah <clears throat> yeah uh okay great training day it is cool all right, all right. Until thanks next for listening week. everybody
0: hey everybody if you're enjoying the podcast you can help us reach a larger audience by rating and reviewing it on itunes it only takes a minute and makes a big difference thanks and enjoy the episode